Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. I am very pleased to be here with my colleague, Brooke Kozak. Brooke is a senior investigator at our firm, Shaw Law Group. She does full-time investigations, and she's got a lot of insight. One of the things that we've been doing a lot of recently are temperature reads and cultural assessments. So I thought it would be great to get Brooke on with us today to talk to us a little bit about why temperature reads and cultural assessments at work are so important. Hi, Brooke, how are you? Great, Jen, how are you? I am well. Thanks so much for taking the time to be with us here today, Brooke. So talk to me about temperature reads and cultural assessments. For those of our listeners who don't know what those are, can you give them a little rundown? Yeah, absolutely. So a, a temperature read or a cultural assessment or sometimes a, you call it a climate assessment um, is essentially a different kind of an investigation. So normally when I do a workplace investigation, I am uh, investigating whether or not a particular alleged conduct occurred and I'm making factual findings. With a temperature read, I am focused on identifying issues and solutions. So typically these come up when uh, say a department in an organization, the, the organization can tell there's a problem, but they're not really sure the nature or extent of the problem. So I go in, interview everybody and kind of figure out what is going on and what are some recommendations we have to fix the problem. Uh, so that is, that's basically, you know, a, a climate assessment or a temperature read. So it's interesting, Brooke, because my guess is a lot of employers would be thinking, well, why do I need an outsider to do that? Can't I just go ask people what's going on? Like, I feel like a lot of our clients understand the need for an outside investigation, right? They've got allegations against an HR representative, or they've got some sort of conflict of interest that makes it difficult for them to do that investigation internally. But when we talk about internal investigations versus these climate assessments, temperature reads, et cetera, why can't managers and supervisors or the HR team just go ask people, hey, what's up? How you doing? Do you have any concerns? Like, what is so special about this process? Absolutely. So um, they certainly could do that. But one of the benefits of bringing in a firm to, to do this, this in external uh, investigator, for example, to do a temperature climate assessment, talk to your people, is it gives them more of a sense of confidentiality so this it's a it's a it's a somewhat more confidential process than a workplace investigators of how the data is presented back to the client so so a lot of employees are a whole lot more comfortable talking to an outsider than they are to for example their manager uh, about you know sometimes very sensitive topics if we're talking about harassment or discrimination or bullying um, this it's people feel a little more comfortable knowing that what they said isn't going to get back to their boss and they, so they worry about retaliation. So that is one of the biggest benefits of coming in, but also we kind of specialized training on doing this. So we, we know the types of questions to ask and the best way to ask the questions to get the information that we need. And then just based on our experience, we're able to come up with suggestions for solutions and, and recommendations. So there's that value add on having an external person do it as well. 
Okay, so that's important for people to understand that when you do an investigation, you're going to be reporting back to them generally. Here are the witness summaries. Here's the summary of information that people provided to me. So Tom told me this, and Chris told me that, and Yvette told me that, and Celeste told me this. In a temperature read or one of these assessments, we do more collective data, right? So we'll say maybe 20% of people feel like the promotional process is unfair, or 62% of the folks we spoke to said that they feel that the organization is sufficiently diverse and they're pleased with the company's commitment to DE&I, something like that. So Brooke, how does an organization figure out that they need to do something like this? Like when do they know they need to do a temperature read or a cultural assessment? Great question. So a lot of times it comes up where uh, either employees start complaining and you're starting to see a pattern of complaints or uh, maybe employees are suddenly calling out sick or requesting medical leave more than you're, you normally expect to see or you're seeing a much higher turnover than you were expecting to see. And these are all, all these kind of red flags that will indicate there is, there is some kind of a problem. Again, the, the employer may not know what the problem is or the nature or extent of the problem, and that's where we can come in and start kind of poking around, start asking those questions and then doing the data analysis to get them those the kind of the percentages that you were talking about earlier to really pinpoint and identify what the problem is and what some solutions are. That's a great point because I think many HR professionals feel like if there's no issue to investigate, they're just going to have to deal with it internally, right? But one of the things that you can do when you do a temperature read is you bring in someone externally to say, look, just come in and talk to my people, make them feel comfortable, have them give you some information and let's figure out if there really is a problem here or if there really is something that we need to address. One of the things I worry about a lot in employment law is that many employers, I think, don't understand that, yes, of course, you need to respond when there's a legal issue that could be brewing. But these days, particularly in this environment of quiet quitting and tough recruiting and hiring, that you've got a situation where we really want to value the people we have on our team right now. And we also want to create an environment where new people want to join our team. And it's not always about harassment, discrimination, hostile work environment, or bullying. One of those legal terms, sometimes it's about just not having a cooperative or collaborative work environment or not having employees be kind to each other. So looking at things that are not necessarily protected by the law, but are really important to an organization's culture. Absolutely. So do you, Brooke, how do you decide, and obviously you're kind of an expert on this. I need to say Brooke has been chosen to be a speaker at a conference she's going to tell you about on this issue because our firm is really out front in doing these kinds of projects for employers and they've been really successful. They've made a huge difference in some very large organizations that needed a bit of tweaking. Brooke, tell us about the conference and sort of a little peekaboo in terms of what you're going to talk about at the conference and 
what employers and HR folks should be thinking about in terms of temperature reads and these assessments that we've been talking about today. Absolutely. So I'm going to be presenting to the Association of Workplace Investigators at their annual conference, uh, October 13th and 14th. And uh, my presentation is called Lessons Learned, Conducting Meaningful and Effective Climate Assessments. So one of the reasons I'm really glad you and I are talking today about why employers would want to do a, a cultural or climate assessment and what you know some of the benefits are, the reasons they would do them, uh, because my presentation is going to be a bit more focused on how to do it. So I'm going to get into some more of the, the details of what I've learned as I've been doing these over the years in terms of what, what some do's and don'ts. So if you're going to implement a survey and using something, a, a platform like SurveyMonkey, for example, um, some do's and don'ts when you're interviewing people. I'm really going to get into a lot of detail on planning the upfront because the, the upfront planning on a temperature read is so critical. If you don't do your planning upfront, then it makes the analysis much harder. Uh, and then also just kind of some tips on the, it's not meaningful if you're not providing effective solutions. So, you know, how do you provide those kind of meaningful recommendations, actionable recommendations? So that's kind of more I'm getting into the how in, in my presentation to AWI. That sounds great. Now, the Association of Workplace Investigators is an international group, right? We know the folks who started it. Yeah. Um, and it really is focused on providing training and information to investigators and to employers. So, Brooke, when we talk about temperature reads, to me, this is part of a larger picture and philosophy that we want clients to adopt. You know, our firm doesn't do litigation anymore. Mm -hmm. We do administrative agency claims, uh, hearings, that sort of thing. But we don't do superior court actions anymore. And one of the reasons is because I really wanted to focus our energy as a firm on preventive tools and things that employers can do to stay out of the courtroom. And one of the reasons I love that you've developed these temperature reads and these assessments is I feel like they really are powerful tools for our clients. They give our clients such great information in terms of the data that you've mentioned. How are people feeling? What are people saying? Now, again, you never know if they're giving you the whole story, if you're getting you know, a singular perspective because people have a lot of different views and perspectives. And of course that makes sense. And that's what makes our workplaces good places to be. But one of the things that employers really need to focus on as time marches on is this idea of prevention, right? This idea of how do we avoid these problems? It's not about maybe I can win at trial or I'll just go to mediation and get it settled. We don't even want to go through that. I was just in a mediation earlier this week where a wonderful client of ours for almost 30 years, nonprofit, facing huge wage hour liability, and it was incredibly stressful. We ended up getting it settled for a somewhat reasonable amount considering the allegations. But the, the idea of all the negative energy that went into that, rather than spending time on a temperature read or an assessment where you can find out, okay, 
what's making people tick in my workplace? And I'll admit, you know, as a manager, it's always a little scary. One of the things we're going to do in our firm to prepare for our goals for 2024, is we have a consultant we work with, a law firm consultant, and he's going to meet with each of our employees to find out how are they feeling about what's going on in the firm? Do they have things they're concerned about? Do they have suggestions or recommendations? And I'll be honest, it's a little bit scary, right? Because what are they going to say and what's going to get turned up? But the beautiful thing about that data is you can then act. You can act before there's too much of a problem. And that's why I think these temperature reads, and Brooke really is on the forefront of doing these. She's done several of them for very large institutional clients, and they have just really made such a huge difference in the workplace. So Brooke, I just want to thank you so much for being with me here today and for taking the time out. Um, I'm very proud of what you have built and what you have done. And so thank you very much for all your hard work. Oh, thanks, Jen. It was a pleasure doing this with you today. Well, I hope you'll come back soon. Everyone, thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.